Hi, you're listening to the AUSA podcast. I'm Brenna, the director of student activities. And I'm Luke, the podcast producer. Often you'll find us here chatting with some of the incredible people of AU, talking about life on campus, and of course, telling you about the events that we've got coming up. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for listening. Hello, hello. Happy Friday. We are back in the podcast studio today with the... I don't know how to introduce you. Well, I was going to say the man, the myth, the legend. That feels right. A lot of other things feel right. Way overstating it. (laughs) We're back with James Hansen. James, thanks so much for being here. We are excited to sit down with you and talk a bit about culture. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Fun. Let's jump right in. Luke, you want to take it away? Yeah. So um, as you know, hopefully, maybe, who knows, we have been talking all season long about culture making and what it looks like to make culture, influence culture, um, interact with culture as a Christian and as a young adult, as a college student, um, and maybe as an adult. I don't know. I don't that know. Too. Yeah, I don't know what non-student adults are listening to this, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> One of my um, soapbox issues that all college students are adults. They are. You, you are That's adults. That's true. I, I don't so feel like an adult. I know you don't feel it, but you are, and so I like to set the bar high. I feel like I'm like a yeah. half adult. Baby yeah. adult. Like a, oh, like a yeah, beginning like a, adult. How about yeah. a beginning adult? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. You're at the start of it. Yeah, that makes sense. That's good. Beginning adult. I like that. Anyway. Yeah. So um, we've sort of been moving through um, this book by Andy Crouch called Culture Making. Um, and also at the same time, uh, Genesis 1, 2, and 3 to sort of talk about what our responsibility is uh, of making new things and cultivating um already existing things to be better and more beautiful. Um, So for the past few weeks, we have been sitting down with some of the leaders of different organizations on campus. Um, This week, we have James Hansen to talk a little bit about campus ministries um, and how he interacts with culture and and makes culture through that that ministry. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, maybe just tell us a little bit about like campus ministries, what you do with it, what you're passionate about. Why you love it. Why I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so Campus Ministries is uh, obviously covers a lot of ground here at Mm -hmm. at Christian College. So uh, it covers, in a lot of ways, the campus ministry groups. But I really, so my title is Director of Campus Ministries slash Campus Pastor. Okay. And I really like the Campus Pastor part Mm -hmm. of it because Mm -hmm. it kind of, flows out of just uh, overflows the banks of just the campus ministry yeah. groups. And so I see every student on campus is kind of um, not necessarily under my care, but I have a mm-hmm. responsibility to them. And so I, I really like that aspect of the mm-hmm. role of mm-hmm. just um, being a pastor, meeting needs, um, guiding students. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, in a nutshell, I think that would yeah. summarize it. It's important. That it's not just, like James was saying, like campus pastor role, but like for campus ministry, it's not just James. Like there's Caitlin Jenkins, there's Caitlin Becky Jenkins, Walker, there's Becky Walker, John Boyd. Yeah, John Boyd's um, there. A lot of great um, people yeah. um, doing great things for the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think let's just jump right in. How do how do you see campus ministries, um, or or yourself as a campus pastor, that sort of side of AU, like setting boundaries um, and sort of making rules, maybe not even in the traditional sense of like a list of guidelines, but like a, like a ruler, like a way to measure, right? <laughs> oh yeah. I, I thought you meant ruler like a king. Maybe just, um, yeah, yeah I, I, um, I'm not a big 
rule maker. I am a rule follower yeah. by nature, um, but I'm not a I'm not a policeman. So mm-hmm. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like rule following to come internally rather than externally because yeah. I think it's uh, more authentic that mm-hmm. way. So um, I, I don't honestly like to to have things over structured with rules. Yeah. I have a kind of have a wide path um, to for people mm-hmm. to, to go on. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, theologically, there are some things that we yeah. want to kind of to, to fence in there, but uh, there are probably a lot of things that, that fall outside of, of that area that of uh, our work that, that it's okay to have some some wide boundaries there. And, and just kind of speaking of creativity and, and, and cultivating uh, culture, is, I think sometimes rules restrict that mm-hmm. more than yeah. they um, I- enhance that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I mean, you need rules, right. um, and no matter where you draw the lines, someone is going to cross those lines. Yeah, so, um, but I think sometimes the freedom that you you find within a big space uh, leads to some pretty cool things. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I think we we have been talking about how rules can kind of create a space for creativity to flourish, but I think mm-hmm. that's a good point in that like. Sometimes too many rules and too much rules and sort Mm -hmm. of like micromanaging the ways Mm -hmm. that um, people are making and influencing culture um, can be more harmful than helpful. For sure. And and maybe it's the external rules sometimes. I think that's what we want to do is is for students to internalize their faith. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, faith is an internal thing. Mm -hmm. And and Jesus definitely tried to get away from the legalism of the Pharisees, Mm -hmm. these Mm -hmm. external rules and, and talking about the... Uh, you can go to the Old Testament prophets and talk about the the Word of God being imprinted on your heart, mm. um, and so that's the goal. It's yeah. an ideal. It, even in our own individual lives, though, um, we need rules. Like if right. the speed limit sign didn't say forty miles an hour between here and my home, I mm-hmm. might uh, go a little faster than that. And <laughs> I might do that anyway. It <laughs> says it, but so we do need need some rules. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, what would you, you mentioned like some like theological maybe rules or guidelines or uh, things that you might prefer people to kind of hold to mm-hmm. um, as a, as the kind of co-head person of BCM <laughs> and then campus pastor, like what are some of those? Like, what do you, you know what I mean? Ones that we don't necessarily write down, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think a lot of things um, come from just a pursuit of faith. Like, mm-hmm. I really want people to read Scripture yeah. and and apply it to their lives mm-hmm. instead of having me read it and apply it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a student uh, a few years ago, and she used to use the example, and she was talking about people studying the Bible for themselves. Would you rather have someone begin to chew your food up and then give it to you, or would you rather chew it yourself yeah, and, yeah. and get the, the sustenance from it? And that was kind of a gross, mm-hmm. uh, but a, gra- a graphic. You get it, yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, I think that's that's the goal in, in spiritual things is for you to, to turn to Scripture, not even to me, uh, I mean, I'm glad to help guide and mm-hmm. things, but ultimately you want uh, within a community of believers to open God's right. word and with God's Holy Spirit uh, to apply those things and, and those be the boundaries on your life, not mm-hmm. an external uh, authority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. It's important. That's, again, yeah. that's an ideal. Right, and, right. And I, I think we um, we all see in our own lives where we don't even um, follow through very well on, yeah. on things that we want to do. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think moving from there, like, kind of 
mentioning that like it's sometimes better to make your not like make your own rules but like the the organizations you're a part of and the things you're a part of like at AU mostly are all kind of subscribing to the same deal right mm-hmm. like they're all bought into the same uh thing so i think to like get to the source of that yourself is better than to just have other people tell you because mm-hmm. that, sometimes that can seem arbitrary. Mm-hmm. But if you actually understand them and and care about them, value them in inside of yourself, right? Then that's mm-hmm. that's uh, very different and mm-hmm. can look really different when it's outworked. Yeah, I think ultimately that's going to happen in some ways. I think we we talk about the mm-hmm. AU bubble yeah. that mm-hmm. happens here, and you see people leave that bubble, and if they've just been doing the external, if they've just had those external mm-hmm. controls yeah. on. When those are are gone, you you don't have the tracks yeah. to right, run right. on, and so I, I like the analogy, and I think this goes with kind of the discussion here of, of what I do. I like to think in picture terms, mm-hmm. and um, but the analogy of a greenhouse that, that yeah. uh, campus ministries, in specific, but I think even Anderson University is a greenhouse. Like mm-hmm. we, you're here for a time. Uh, we uh, allow students to to take root and, and begin to grow, but you're never meant to be here. And, and that early yeah. growth in a greenhouse is so that when you're planted out wherever mm. you are, that uh, you are strong, that, that mm-hmm. you can thrive, mm. you can actually produce fruit. Um, and I don't mean just like salvations and right, change right. lives, but I mean like fruit of the Spirit and, and uh, yeah. that in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's really good. I like that a lot, actually. Um, how do you... Then, so, like, from there, how do you either encourage or, um, like, utilize yourself or encourage, like, the people around you sort of in these leadership roles over campus ministries or in that sort of area? Like, how do you utilize or encourage creativity, like, to for people to make new things or for you guys to make new things and do new things? And then, like, additionally, like, how do you cultivate new things? I mean, like, mm-hmm. I think campus ministries and student development, like we were talking mm-hmm. with them, like are in a very unique boat in that like, I think they lean so heavily into the cultivation side of things because like campus ministries, like you're trying to cultivate in people uh, like deep love and respect for Jesus and the scripture, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. um, and same with student development, um, like you're literally developing people um, to be better pictures of Christ. So, yeah. Wow. The, yeah, the, <laughs> where do I go with that? That is, that is a lot. But I think it, interesting in, in ministry in some ways we're um, the culture we're creating um, or the culture we're trying to live up to is um, a culture that already is. It's, mm. a, it's a, almost yeah. an idealistic culture. Maybe if you even go back to the Garden of Eden and this mm. relationship, it's, it's a it's a a relationship with with God that's it's unhindered by our sin, mm-hmm. um, which again is something we'll never have this side of, of heaven. But that's the that's the picture we're trying yeah. to create. So um, yeah, I think that's part of it. Then just kind of on a on a street level, I think um, creativity and in, in new things. Um, I I personally like to see them come from the students. Yeah. Uh, I realize that I am not your generation. And so there are things that um, I just don't think the best ideas come from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but also not expecting perfection. This is a, going yeah. back to the greenhouse thing. This is a great place to make mistakes. Right. This is a mm-hmm. great place to learn. And so mm-hmm. not expecting our 
our events or our mm. products or even our people to be perfect, yeah. um, to expecting them to make mistakes. And that's actually good if they mm-hmm. make them here, um, that they they learn them when the stakes mm-hmm. are really low. For sure. Um, I use this, uh, I talk about, I've, I have five children, so mm-hmm. uh, from 14 to 27. So I've made a lot of mistakes <laughs> as a parent. And so that's, I, I learned uh-huh. from those. But we talk about with our own children that we give them a good bit of freedom that mm. in Let's, for example, spending their money. So if they see something that just catches their, their eye and it's like $20 and that's what they have, and we say, yeah, go ahead and buy it. We know <laughs> that it will disappoint them. It, you know, it'll break or, or you know, go out of style or something like that. But that's a great time to learn that lesson when the stakes are $20 yeah. and we have this safety net called parents here mm-hmm. for them. Um, then later on when they would drop $2,000 or more on something and – and yeah. make that same mistake. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we're like we have the safety net here. The stakes yeah. are, um, even though we're we're dealing with people's lives, so that makes stakes high right, in some ways. Right. But just in, in in events and things, the stakes are are kind of low here with mm. a big safety net uh, for them. So I love to give that freedom to for students to run with something mm. and mm-hmm. uh, and succeed or fail, and then let's evaluate and, and see what we need to do better, uh, how to change that. Yeah. Lauren often says, Lauren Brett often says that college is the safest place to fail. Mm, like yeah. I think of like an acrobat, like up on that thing. <laughs> yeah. Like even if they fall, there's something there to catch them. And that right. is a lot of ways in college, how it feels. Yeah. But that fall still seems scary. Even for if you sure. Know for sure. Of course. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, great opportunity to learn. Yeah. Yeah. I think thinking of, of, someone on like BCM leadership, like being able to freely fail as a, uh, James might remember last, last fall in 2021 or 2020 fall. Uh, I had a a little bit of a kerfuffle in my group (laughs) and, uh, it was just a situation that was less than ideal and I handled it poorly and it was just not great. But like being able to fail in that space is so refreshing. Wasn't detrimental. And, and isn't scary or as scary as it would be, or as serious even as it would be, if I like were a pastor and I failed yeah. in that sense. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, right. so creating this space where you can fail and you can learn from your mistakes um, when you're creating, and really mm-hmm. like this thing that God has charged us with is very experimental. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's a yeah. bunch of different ways we could take it. We could do it wrong. We could mm-hmm. do it right. Of course, God gives us some guidelines and some right for how to be a person, mm-hmm. um, but like it's, you know, we can kind of do our own thing with it here and there. And it, even post-college, yeah. mistakes are probably not as fatal as we yeah, think yeah. they are. And mm-hmm. I think that if we if we learn to fail well, mm-hmm. I guess because we all do. Mm-hmm. I mean, even on a, sometimes on a daily basis, we, yeah. we mess up in some way. And to realize that God's grace is new. I was reading Lamentations and it talks about, oh. you know, God's mercy is new every mm-hmm. morning mm-hmm. and uh, just being able to begin to internalize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, thinking of this idea of like, you, I mean, you mentioned like you love to see the creativity come from students um, and like the new things come from students. I think that's a great segue into like this. We've been kind of talking here and there about this idea of partnership with God. Um, and that's what, right. That's what Eden looked like. And and that's even what post Eden looked like. God still wanted Adam to mm-hmm. partner with him. Um, Adam as in like mankind, um, to like carry out his mission. Um, 
even I mean, we mentioned in the episode about partnership, like even in something so tangible as the way that scripture was written, like human hands wrote mm-hmm. and distributed like God's words, which is insane. Yeah. Um, and then like collaboration and like to that distribution, there was a lot of like collaboration that had to go into that. So taking that example and like maybe moving it into into AU and campus ministries, how do you see, I think this is maybe maybe the easiest to answer for, uh, like the easiest question for this one to answer, but like how do you see yourselves partnering with God? And how do you see like maybe encouraging students to collaborate with each other to partner with God or collaborate with you to partner with God or like collaborating with, there's a bunch of different, you know what I mean, yeah. Yeah, so you say it's easy to answer. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, collaboration, um, I, I think that's, uh, that's key to what we do. Mm. I mean, we live in community yeah. and uh, actually was, um, I, I, I don't speak at BCM every week, mm-hmm. and, but I, w- I did speak last night. I think it's my only time of the I semester. I was so sad to miss it. <laughs> I know. I was going to throw you on a guilt trip, but I decided not to. Um, but, Weddings um, and stuff. I, um <laughs> talking about in John 13 34 and 35 he says this is the way you Mm. this is the way they will know you're my disciples Mm -hmm. by the way you love one another Mm -hmm. and I think in general we can do a very poor job of that Mm. and we have our our tribes and our groups and um and it's here or out in the churches and and things we we don't have a kingdom Mm -hmm. mindset and so um just to recognize that um that there are different approaches that are neither right nor wrong. Um, there are a lot of ways. There are a lot of things on campus. And I, and I love where I sit and to see, and I tell people this uh, in the, at base camps when the parents and the new students are in it. Like I, I get to have the title of campus minister, but really that responsibility is filtered out to faculty, to staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Brenna invests very heavily in students and people mm-hmm. look to her and, and that – so I get to watch all these things and, and students, um, you know, doing Bible studies and things in their dorm that, you know, they're not part of uh, campus ministry mm-hmm. or, um, you know, they're, they're mm-hmm. just living out their faith yeah. and, and just kind of getting that, that picture of seeing that that working together. And it doesn't have to be coordinated by human mm-hmm. hands. Um, and, and, I mean, I know that people come through here, they never – or might rarely come to a campus ministry. Mm. Hopefully they're plugged into a really good church and they are deeply impacted here. (laughs) And um, I love that. I don't, no one needs to take credit for Uh that. Um, And so uh, I love, love seeing that happen. I'm not sure that answered the question. No, absolutely. Uh, I kind of went on a tangent there. No, it's good. (laughs) A good tangent. Yeah. Yeah, Good tangent. Um, It, it's cool to look at, like even just kind of from a, a very zoomed out view, like, the tapestry that is like AU campus ministries, like there's a lot. There's mm-hmm. like yeah. crew meets off campus at Clemson, I think. Yeah, they have some on campus yeah. as well. Um, and then like, and then we've got women's ministry, and we've got RUF, and we've got BCM mm-hmm. and FCA, mm-hmm. and like just these like all very different in how we kind of do our thing. Like I have a lot of friends in RUF, and so like I maybe like closer to RUF than some other people. Um, like as, as close as you can, maybe without being involved in RUF. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's cool to like, see how, and learn like how to do ministry from people who don't do ministry like you, mm-hmm. but are still doing it in a way that is serving God and glorifying mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Um, 
is really, really cool. And I think a, a really unique um, piece of just the Christian college campus as a whole, mm-hmm. not even just AU, yeah. um, because I can't think of a, uh, of another space that is like that. It is pretty unique. Yeah. And um, you've heard me say this, mm-hmm. uh, Luke, but I, I always tell my students that if you catch me promoting BCM mm. over God's kingdom, then you can call me on that yeah. because mm. that's, uh, that's kind of territorialism or mm. this uh, provincialism that, that is not really productive yeah. for the <laughs> kingdom. I really mm-hmm. want to uh, preach God's kingdom, not an organization, because they, they come and go. I mean, yeah. Let's be for honest, sure. you know, um, that the, you know, one year one of them is doing really well, and the uh-huh. other might be not as well. Or um, I, I did BCM at um, in Spartanburg mm-hmm. uh, many years ago, and um, it was a struggle, and mm-hmm. uh, but there were some really great things that, mm-hmm. that came from that, and uh, so and we we had to collaborate with yeah. other mm-hmm. ministries, with crew mm-hmm. there, uh-huh. and, and with some others. So um, it just made me appreciate the God's tapestry of what He's yeah. doing. Mm-hmm. And it, we don't have to be homo- this homogenous picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't in the questions I sent you. Okay. So I don't mean to take you off guard here, but I think it's very applicable to campus ministries. Um, How there's this idea, we did an episode on gestures and postures, talking about having this attitude. What? Andy's language. Mm -hmm. Yeah, from from culture making. Um, Having this attitude about something um, and then actually like, doing that attitude right Mm -hmm. that's the posture and the gesture so like how like that's something that is so central to even just the christian faith but then a little tighter right like to campus ministries like how do you keep from just talking about the thing instead of like doing it like doing your faith faith in general yeah or just like yeah like like what does that look like on a college campus for a an organization on campus that is like kind of for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, it is, um, yeah, I think it's easy to kind of go with the flow mm. here at AU and do the external yeah. things that, that look good. And it's actually really rewarded here on campus mm. um, that you, you get a lot of pats on the back for doing the quote unquote right things, mm. kind of the spiritual things, but it's not always internalized. Yeah. And, um, some of this again is. Fr- and I'm not trying to guilt you for not being there. That's not really, but some of it, it is fresh on my mind as I was just kind of preparing. And mm-hmm. we were looking at the book of James, and you know his theme is faith without works is dead. Yeah. And um, as I was preparing, it just kind of came to me that like maybe our our faith is not dead, but because we're not feeding it with time in the Word, yeah. that it's it's starving, mm-hmm. and um, we we get a lot of. Uh, worship experience, or we have the opportunity to go to a lot of worship experiences. If you think about a given week here <laughs> at AU, yeah. you could um, get you know five, six, maybe even seven if you throw in uh, church as well. And um, but that's great. But are we also doing things to, yeah. to allow God's word uh, our, ourselves to to read, to meditate? I think mm. beyond reading, just meditating on God's word um, and instead of trying to pursue the outward things, like trying to change our behavior, that we really draw closer to God and allow God to change us from the inside out, yeah. um, which is a, a longer process. In fact, it's a lifelong process. 
Yeah, I think one thing I've noticed on campus, even just at large, like I was going to say with just Christians, but like really all of campus, I think the way that we treat the Bible is weird to me. Like there's people who kind of look at it as a, like a theological reference book. There's people who kind of look at it as like a, just like a, a random, like, okay, I'll flip to this page and then I'll like do that, like take that and like put it into my life. And, you know, which is weird. Like that's kind of a little closer, but still not quite, you know, where you should be at or like, yeah. And so rather than those things, like the Bible is first and foremost, like meditation literature, which like made me think of that. Like when you said like, it's a lifelong thing, like the Bible is this thing we're supposed to read over and over and over and over again for our entire lives and just let it shape us and, and turn us into something that we weren't when we started. Um, and I think like that's, I mean, the, you could talk about the society that we're in today and how just, we want things when we want them right away. We don't want to wait for anything. We don't want to like put in the effort to like engage with this long grueling process of sanctification. Mm -hmm. Um, we just want to have it when we mm -hmm. want it, right? Um, and so it's uncomfortable for us to think of the Bible that way. So we don't do it. Um, and internalizing these things and internalizing um, the things that we read and the things that we pray um, into ourselves so that they can then like be worked out of us um, is so important. It's like so integral to the Christian faith, faith and this conversation of thinking about the thing versus doing the thing. Yeah, I, uh, I know CHR 105, Introduction yeah. to the Bible, gets kind of a bad rap, and I, I do teach one section of it, and I really enjoy teaching it, but I think they do, um, I say they because we're kind of, I, I say that I'm a professor with training wheels because they kind of give you the, the syllabus <laughs> yeah. and things, and, mm -hmm. and you have some freedom in that, but uh, some, some rails to run on. But um, I, I love the way that it, first it points to the narrative of Scripture. Yeah. Like it, it's mm -hmm. the, the salvation's history, the story of that. Um, but also just gives you the tools to, to dig in and dive mm -hmm. deep. And, and, um, and again, because it's a required thing, sometimes it gets a, a bad yeah. rap. But I, I think it does. Um, I wish that I had, I had a survey of Old Testament, survey of New <sighs> Testament, um, but I don't think I got that big picture yeah. and, and mm -hmm. just kind of the um, the example of digging in and um, getting beyond just a surface reading of it. Oh, that's my favorite. That's my favorite thing. I, like, <laughs> I, I think you guys both know, like, I'm a huge nerd. Design patterns <laughs> in the Bible are, like, my favorite thing in the mm -hmm. world. Um, and I just think it's cool how um, I talked, I quoted him last week. I'm going to quote him again. Uh, Tim Mackey has this great quote. He says, if um, there's something in the Bible, in the Old Testament specifically, that I'm reading and I cannot figure out how it points to Jesus, then the problem is not with the text. It's with my interpretation of the text. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so good because, like, the Old Testament especially, we can just kind of get, like, how does that apply to culture making even? Do you know what I mean? Like, that can't mm -hmm. apply to culture making. That can't apply to my life. That can't apply to me. But it's like everything in the Old Testament points to Christ. And if you believe that everything in the Old Testament points to Christ and Christ did these things as a culture maker, right, then you can kind of see the the pattern there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like to use the, the picture of like the ocean. Like mm. it, it is something that a two-year-old child can splash around in right. the, mm -hmm. on the beach and, and have a great time. But there are depths of the ocean 
that no one has mm-hmm. yeah. ever plumbed those depths uh-huh. and, mm-hmm. and know. And there are mysteries that we have. So you spend a lifetime in Scripture, and um, most of us stay pretty close to shore, yeah. to be mm-hmm. quite honest. Mm-hmm. But um, if we take the opportunity to, to dive deep, we'll never um, we'll never exhaust yeah. that um, the the riches of mm-hmm. what's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. That's good. That's cool. Um, so I think kind of to wrap up uh, a little bit, um, we've been talking about this sort of system kind of that we have of uh, like as people of like condemning culture, which is this idea that like cult- culture is out there and it's bad and it's like out to get me um, and I should be separate from it. And then there's this like critiquing culture, which is like maybe maybe if I can just tweak that thing about this thing, then it would be better, then it would be more Christian or whatever. Um, copying culture, which is like I think one of the worst ones, right? Mm-hmm. Just taking yeah. something and being like, it's Christian now, because we talk about Jesus while we do the rest of it. That's the same, <laughs> which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me think of the, um, and I may offend somebody here, but the uh, T-shirts that used to be popular of taking a an ad slogan and yeah. somehow putting Jesus yeah, in yeah. it or something. Yeah. I, was, I always thought those were cheesy. And, yeah. Uh, so that makes me think of yeah. that. Yeah, and then there's like one that's just so obviously bad, um, but just consuming culture. You can't consume culture away. Like you can't just like, of, of course you can't change something by just perpetuating it, right? Um, that doesn't make any sense. So I think, and this is hard for, for me to think about even like as we're, we're talking about this, as we're prepping this, and as, we're, as I'm thinking through these four things, like I find myself like, oh my gosh, I do that all the time. Um, so how does, how do you, or how does campus ministries or whatever, like, how do you encourage, uh, your BCM leadership, like to not do these things, to not just condemn culture, to not just critique culture or copy it or consume it? Because Andy Crouch talks about in his book, the only way to incite lasting change is to create new culture, create something new. Um, so what does that look like? I think it, it requires a level of kind of objectivity at, at mm. your own, in your own situation. Yeah. I think every culture, there's a tendency for um, someone my age to look at things that are coming down the, the road now and say, oh, it's terrible and it's getting worse. And, mm-hmm. and there may be aspects of that. And, yeah. and there's a sure. need for prophetic voices. Um, but I think we all have our blind spots. Yeah. I, I always like to say that uh, yes, you as a generation are very messed up, but you're messed up because our generation <laughs> raised you. So we passed on our, our, our sinful uh, nature. And I probably think that like way too deeply. I'm like, yeah, it's your fault. Yeah, I, I mean, you realize too, like as, as a parent, you think, oh my goodness, am I, I passing on these things to my kids? Mm-hmm. I do feel scared uh, about that yeah, regularly. I, yeah, I pray that they forget a lot of things that I uh, that they saw in me. <laughs> they, they somehow God transforms them into uh, something Somebody better, but I, I think we all have this this sense of nostalgia, and you're uh, you guys. Well, Brenna, kind of in some ways, but definitely, mm-hmm. Luke, college students are in this zone that those you look back, and even like the music, you, yeah. you don't keep up with music as much when you get to your mid twenties or even thirty. Mm-hmm. You know, you just kind of like so. Then the music that you listen to from sixteen to twenty five becomes just like this ideal and I'm so I'm using music as an example mm-hmm. but but that seems like oh mm. that's when the world was right but mm. you, right, you know right. it's really not but yeah. you kind of have this idealized culture mm. so just to see um, see your own world your own thoughts with some 
objectivity to realize yeah. that um, that there. I, I don't think culture is in this um, irretrievable downward spiral, uh-huh. but I also don't think it's in a upward spiral yeah. either. Mm-hmm. That, that I think that we each bring our own new sinful. Uh, things to the table. We may correct some things from the previous generation, but we we yeah. also do do our own thing. So mm-hmm. I think that's helpful to see that there's um, that uh, yeah, there's no perfect world, and, and to, yeah, um, mm. it kind of calms the critique down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. Um, um, I can be cynical, and so <laughs> to to think about like these things for for whatever it is that I'm thinking about it toward like can be dangerous for me because I, I just get to a spot where it's like, and it's like, okay, sure. Other people can see that too, but like, what do you, mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't mean anything if you're not going to do anything about it. Yeah. I think there's a, a sense that what do you have control over? Yeah. Like yeah. what is, what is your culture? What is, what is the area of your culture? And for you, it's, it's your life. Yeah. You know, you, you have, and, and we're not very great uh, stewards of our lives no. <laughs> sometimes, you know, we, um, and, but then, uh, you know, your your circle of influence, your friends, or for me, my family have an opportunity to mm-hmm. create culture in that, and I, and I have the most opportunity yeah. there. That's that's mm-hmm. where I'm most influential. Yeah. Um, so reminding myself of that, that I'm I'm not changing the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God is sovereign, and and um, you know, there, there are, we we read these biographies of famous people, mm-hmm. famous mm-hmm. missionaries, and. and um, they did some incredible things, yeah. but, but they were the exception. And most of us are, mm-hmm. and I, I don't say this in like a, I don't know, to make anybody feel bad, but <laughs> most of us are just plain common people mm-hmm. yeah. and that's okay. And, and we should to yeah. live out the gospel in, in, mm-hmm. in our sphere of influence mm-hmm. in our world, which is actually pretty small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, I had a sobering, uh, thought I, I don't remember what podcast I was listening to, but so you, you know, probably three generations from now, you're forgotten. I mean, you think? Yeah. Do you yeah. do you know anything about your great grandparents? <laughs> um, like I, literally, not even their names. Yeah, I mean, yeah. right. I, and in some ways, that's depressing, but mm-hmm. in some ways, it's encouraging as well. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, um, God is still in control of that, mm-hmm. and uh, there are influences, and you do impact. Absolutely, you, you've probably been impacted more For than, sure. than we can put a finger mm-hmm. on uh, from previous generations, but. Um, at the same time, we're not going to mess up mm. yeah. mm-hmm. God's pl- plan. Right. Uh, and um, so uh, love God, love right. others, uh, allow the Holy Spirit to sanctify uh-huh. us, and and then see what he does. Um, and I, I think that is that, that may seem kind of passive, or uh, but I, th- I think that is culture-making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think then you... Um, uh, a friend of mine used to say that ministry is what happens in the wake of your own personal pursuit of God. Hmm. And so we're not really in control of that. Yeah. Like that's actually kind of behind us that we're just, we're focusing on God mm-hmm. and pursuing him and then uh, letting God uh, do what he will with that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I don't know how that's, <laughs> that's it. That's the, that's end. it. I don't know how else, where else to go from there. Um, yeah. It's cool was, to hear all of you have similar thoughts, obviously, but also different takes on yeah. what culture making is. Yeah, it's it that has been cool. Like yeah. even sitting with John and Lauren, uh, and hearing uh, kind of how they talk about it, and and Jose and Luke how they talk about it, mm-hmm. as is really similar. But it's like, 
of course they're going to have different perspectives for sure. They're, they're looking at it from different uh, sides of it. Yeah, uh, which mm-hmm. if I can say one other thing yeah. here, yeah. I, I think there's a, a tendency to think of ministry and that that as relegated to the professional professional Christians, yeah. the the Christian studies majors right. and that, and uh, I think that's a really limited view yeah. of uh, God's kingdom mm-hmm. when there's gifting and calling in mm. uh, teachers and business people and even mm. lawyers or you know doctors yeah. and things like that that um, so it's part of that kind of patchwork of mm. uh, that God's putting together yeah yeah well thank you for coming on yes thank Thanks you James yeah what totally it's been great um, I give a lot of wisdom around this mm-hmm. so it's been cool to listen to you talk <laughs> we love it likewise yeah. <laughs> all right thanks for listening bye <laughs> blah, blah.